0: Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim, Rabbil Alameen. Salatu was ala ashrafilam bi aib al Muhammadur Muhammadu rasulullahi sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi wa sabiyusallam. Tasliman kathiran kathirabi. Begin in the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The glorious and magnificent. We send salutations on His Messenger, on our Master Muhammad sallallahu alayhi Wasallam, Peace and blessings be upon Him. We ask Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala for His mercy and for His guidance to help us to be in touch with Him. Jalal Jalalo. Let me begin with, as they say, begin with the end in mind, because Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said in a hadith. He said, innama al amalu bil khawatim." He said, "The deed is based on the ending. How you end." There is another hadith, of course, the deed is based on the intention. But this other hadith which says, It is very important to keep this in mind that the value of the deed is based on the ending for two reasons. Firstly, because it helps you never to lose hope. Because a lot of times we try to do something good, we make effort and so on, and so on. Then you find you get failure. Somebody lets you down. Uh, you find your you know you you want to do good for people, people are not interested. Uh, various things like this, and you get you know sometimes you feel bad, you feel distracted, you feel what's the point of doing this? And Shaitan is there with you. So Shaitan will tell you, you know, Ali, you are trying all this. What's the point? Nobody listens to you. So forget it. You're wasting your time you are you wasting your time? No, no, no. Not wasting your time because the race only ends at the end. right? The race ends where it ends, at the end. While we are alive, we are in the race, we are in the middle of the race. So where is the question of losing hope? So when we focus on this and say, the value of my deed is based on the ending, then we make sure that the ending is good, number one. Number two, this also gives you hope because no matter what happens, no matter how you go astray, maybe something happens, you go off track, you say something, you do something which is wrong, you know it is wrong and so on. Maybe it is very wrong, may Allah save us from all that. People fall into bad habits, they fall into bad company, you know, they get addictions and this and that. Then again you lose hope. So then if somebody says, you know, what about Allah, what about your akhirah? what about... You say, well, what's the point now? You know, I have done so much of evil. I have done so much of... no. Never, because the ending is important. So keeping your focus on the ending helps you to remember that no matter where you are, there's always a chance and opportunity to make a U-turn. So no matter what I did, I make istighfar, I make tawbah, I repent to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the door of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is open until we die. Right? So if you have done evil, for 99 years, and at the end of that, five minutes before you die, you make tawbah, istighfar, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will forgive you. So, keeping this in mind is very important. In that context, let me tell you two real stories. One, which just this morning somebody sent me. There is this uh, story of this lady, uh, this ustada, the lady teacher of Quran in uh, Jakarta. Indonesia, her name was Taslimah, Taala. She was sitting in a class. She was teaching Quran. They were doing Khatam Quran. And she was reciting Quran. And the, she came to the ayah of Suratul Al-Baqarah. وَإِلَهُكُمْ إِلَهُمْ وَاحِدُ لَا إِلَهَ الرَّحِيمُ And her soul departed. On that ayah. Her last words were, Wa إِلَهُ وَاحِدٌ لا إِلَهَ إِلَّا هُوَ ar Rahim. Your God is one. There is no one worthy of worship except Him, and He is the most beneficent, the most merciful. And this is Ayah number one sixty-three in Surah Al-Baqarah. Now that's an ending. Now that's an ending which I ask for myself and all for all of you, inshallah. Right? That we go with the kalam of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on our tongue. Second story is about one of our great scholars from India, one of our great teachers, uh, Hazrat Abul Hasan Ali Nadwi, Rahmatullah Ali. Some of you may have heard his name, he's a very famous great scholar of Arabic, great scholar of Farsi, great scholar of Urdu. And of course, uh, one of the greatest scholars of Quran and Hadith. He was 97 years old. And he'd had a stroke, so he was in a wheelchair. Not completely mobile, but limited mobility. His grandson used to look after him. Grandson meaning his sister's grandson. So he had no children. So his sister's grandson, that's his grand-nephew, used to look after him. Um, He was in his... uh, home in a place called Takya Kalan in uh, UP, in Uttar Pradesh, on the bank of the Jamna River. I have been to the house. Very, very simple, very basic house. So, it was Friday. It was the first of January 2000. The... Uh, for those of you, you know, maybe some of you are not born then, but anyway, to, <laughs> first of July in 2000, uh, we had this big thing of the Y2K, you know, the change of the century. Uh, they said that all uh, computers will stop working and planes will crash and whatnot. And I happened to travel from here, from New York to Delhi on that night, on 31st of December, 1999. And I bought a ticket because I said the people are saying plane will crash, so tickets will be cheap. So buy the ticket. Mm-hmm. So I got. <laughs> I said No plane is going to crash. This is nonsense. This is all all you know hype people make up. And uh, so my wife and I we traveled. And when we went to uh, we bought an uh, economy uh, ticket on Emirates. When we got there, the 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 guy said, Look, I'm going to upgrade you to business class. I said why? He said because there's nobody there on the plane. So <laughs> he said we, we are just flying because you're flying. So the, there was hardly anyone. Not nobody, but very few people. So we landed 1st first of, first of January 2000 in Delhi. It was Ramadan. It was a Friday. And it was the 27th of Ramadan. So 27th night, Friday uh, of Ramadan. And right. Marana Abu Hassan, his routine on Fridays was... And this is what his grandson told us. He said his routine was that he would have a shower, he would have a bath, his his grandson used to assist him. He would have a bath. Then he would dress for Jum'ah. So he would, you know, his sherwani and and topi and everything. And his house, that room where he used to be, uh, it had a, what we call in Urdu takhat, which is uh, just a, a cot with a you understand, Takhat, right? Of, yeah, so Takhat is with a plank on it right? and a very thin mattress. So he used to sit on this Takhat and there were bolsters at the back, what we call gautakya, So Taki at the back. And uh, he would recite Surah Al Kahf. He was a Hafiz, so he used to recite Surah Al Kahf from memory. And whoever was there would, you know, listen to him. His grandson says that day he had his shower, he sat on this takhat and he said bring the Musaf, bring the Qur'an. So his grandson says I thought to myself why is he asking for the Qur'an because he is, is half as he recites uh, you Surah know, al-Qaf from memory usually. So he said anyway, he said bring the Qur'an. So he said I turned and there is a cupboard there he says, the Qur'an is on top of that. I turned to pick up the Qur'an. I Heard him start to recite Surah Yasin instead of Surah Al Kahf. He was reciting, start reciting Surah Yasin, and he came to the ayah. And his son says, "I turned around, the Quran in my hand. I'm looking at him. He says, he came to the ayah for Bashir, whom wa ajrin eh? Which means Allah is saying. We give them the bashara, the good tidings, the glad tidings of enormous reward. Of, of forgiveness, and of enormous and great reward. And he leaned back on his on the pillow and he died. Last word out of his mouth. ajrin So as I said, the benefit of remembering the end is that this is what we hope from Allah. Now remember, both these stories I told you, and there are many such stories which we which we know about. Alhamdulillah, knowing these stories itself is a great uh, blessing because it helps us to make Dua. I was in Australia, in Sydney, and uh, I was speaking at a, one of the masjids, there. So they said to me that uh, there, there was a person, the Imam of this, uh, uh, not the Imam, this was the, this was the person there who was one of the people who was instrumental in building that masjid. So he, so the, um, this person, he collected funds and used to, you know, work very hard and do things. So they said one day, it was again Ramadan. In Ramadan, uh, this and this person used to always be the first one. He used to come to the masjid, he used to open the masjid and so on. And then the imam would come and the imam would lead Salah and all that. So this guy, he came to the masjid that day and the imam didn't come. For whatever reason, the imam was either late or he didn't turn up. Time for Salat al-Fajr. So they told him, please lead. So he was leading Salat al-Fajr. He started uh, reading after the first Rakati he read uh, Surah Al-Rahman. And in the second rakat he continued that. Uh, then he went into roko, then he went into Sujod. And he said, Allahu Akbar, he kind of got up partially. Then he said, Allahu Akbar, he went down to second sujda and died. In Salah, in Sujod reason i'm saying this is that all of these kinds of endings are not things which can be engineered right we can't say i can't tell you know please make sure that that happens to me uh, all of you guys get together and make sure i mean you can make dua and I, I ask you to make the dua inshallah that allah takes me in that state where i am reciting his, his kalam uh, in sujud in salah inshallah but the point is that you can't. You can make dua, inshallah, may Allah accept your dua, but this is not something which can be engineered. It's not something which you can arrange pre-arrange. This is, no. is ni'mah min Allah Ta'ala. This is the gift of Allah Subh'anaHu wa Ta'ala. So it is very important because we said that these sessions, this time, Alhamdulillah, thank you for your uh, suggestion and your offer also uh, about the books. So we said that we will do these sessions and we will uh, learn something about Islam. So, I thought, let me begin from a place which usually people don't begin. Usually, you will start with a book and we'll talk about Aqidat Ahaviyyah or this or that or what not, all of which we will do inshallah, in due course. But, to me, the point to begin is with the end in mind, and that is, why are we doing this? For what? So that we have an ending where Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala is pleased with us, and Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala shows His pleasure to us itself in this life in the way we go to Him. So we make this job. We ask Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, ya Allah, take us in a state where You are pleased and give us a sign of this, inshallah. All right. So that's why I say, let me let us begin here. Another reason why I want to begin.